right, for this pop culture segment, we're going to be talking about another movie that Cal has not seen, Equilibrium. Yet another movie. No you hadn't idea. seen Looper. No. Hadn't seen Batman Begins, which was a surprise. I don't watch superhero movies. I haven't even seen a single Avengers movie. That's so crazy. I saw the Winter Soldier, the Captain America movie, but that was just because my girlfriend made me. She did the right thing. Yeah. Well, it sucked. You suck. <laughs> this movie, you're not really missing out on. Equilibrium. It's a science fiction action movie from 2002, heavily inspired by The Matrix and George Orwell's 1984, which okay. I haven't read, but I've heard it's a book. <laughs> After a third world war devastates the global population leaving much of the civilized world in ruins. A totalitarian state comes to power in the form of Libria, ruled by the mysterious father figure. That's his name. He is the father. In this future dystopia, emotions are outlawed, and anything intended to elicit an emotional response, be it music, priceless art, or even puppies, are considered contraband and summarily destroyed. Among the relentless propaganda, the martial law, the sense police are another method of emotion control, which is where we come in. Prosium, a new drug designed to suppress any emotion and make the user completely docile and subservient to the government. Prosium is a translucent yellow liquid, much like the eye drops that we discussed in our, our previous episode, Looper. I don't know, maybe it's the prop designers, they like that, that yellow liquid color when they're designing stuff mm. for the screen seems to be a running theme because I, I think the batman begins stuff no that was green i honestly mm. don't remember what color that was because it was made from blue poppies but i feel like but the actual green. liquid liquid might have been green i don't think it was blue huh. i haven't seen that one in a long time anyway so it's administered using what looks like a jet injector it's a small handheld gun but it has a needle which is not like the jet injectors, because you know those don't use a needle, they just use pressurized air yeah. to inject something below the skin. They're supposed to be less painful, but I've actually heard from patients who have had them that they're more, more painful, painful, that they hurt more. It's like, I don't know, it seems like that makes sense. Like, of course it's going to hurt more. It's like yeah. air being shot into your skin as opposed to a needle, which is, I've, I've never had any problem with needle. There's a um, close-up shot, one or two in the movie, where you actually see the needle, and just based on the length of the needle, it really looks like it's a subcutaneous needle and it's injected multiple times a day directly into the side of the neck oh. i think it's used at least five times a day my wife said she saw one source where it said six times a day she googled it while we were watching the movie but then i couldn't find that same source mm. so it's it's definitely like at least five five or so at least five times a day because they do it like once in the morning and then like a couple times throughout the day and then once at night how much subcutaneous tissue is in the neck it's probably not much and we're getting there there is not much not much at all so also, it, they, they show the handle of the gun itself, and it's got like cartridges. It's like a gun. It's like a prop designer's dream. It's, it's pretty cool, actually. And it's got like five little cartridges that it fits inside the handle of itself, like, like the, whatever, the magazine of a gun. It's like your daily intake of, yeah. That you just like, <laughs> that you inject, just, yeah, inject it into my neck with a gun. Throughout the day, they've got like this like propaganda alarm that like sounds off on on everybody's they've got all they've all got their watches synchronized and all these screens that are displaying the father's propaganda they all go off at the same time and everybody there was a scene of them all walking in the in the street and they all just shot up their necks it was, that's freaky it was pretty freaky it's a it's it's a interesting movie cinematically so it was a success but anyway <laughs> the writers were originally going to call the drug librium derived from the city where they live called libria 
However, Librium is already an existing brand name drug oh. for diazepoxide, which is an anxiety drug. Okay. They came up with Prosium, which is pretty cool. Can you figure out from that name what Prozac. two names they combined? Prozac. I don't know. Lithium. Val- eh, Valium. Valium. That's Valium. Cool. Yeah, that's what I, th- I think. Uh, definitely Prozac. That's obvious because mm. um, that's been a, a hot pop culture reference for decades since it mm. came out. And Valium as well. Two drugs that are pretty commonly referenced in pop culture, Prozac and Valium. Prozac being used to treat a number of conditions, including major depression, OCD, panic disorder, and Valium is often prescribed for anxiety. But it can also be used for muscle spasms, alcohol withdrawal, and as adjunct therapy for seizure disorders. It's Mm -hmm. rarely used by itself, but it'll sometimes be combined with something else. Okay, so Prozium. There are a couple of this fl- of flaws with this drug, which are immediately apparent, and we'll go through them all in, in no particular order. Firstly, which you just brought up a minute ago, administration. Prosium is injected subcutaneously at least five times a day into the side of the neck. It appears that they alternate sides, right or left, but even then, that doesn't leave a lot of real estate to use for injection. That seems really dangerous. There's it, some pretty major arteries and veins running up and down yes, the neck. Yes, there are. There are... a a lot of, of problems with this administration. I, I it really, it took me out of the movie. I, I didn't like it. You would you would never use the the neck for a sub-Q injection on a human. You yeah. would use it, however, when I was looking up sub-Q injections in the neck, they use it for animals. Like mice will get sub-Q mm-hmm. injections in the neck because they've got like a flat yeah, skin. Yeah, you think they like pinch yeah. the neck. Like yeah. you can pinch a cat and it'll... You can Cats too yeah. and cows as well. Cattle have like a, like wow. a pretty flexible skin Their flap skin's there. skin's tight though. That's kind of... Um, I guess Have you ever felt a cow? I've never even touched one, no. Their skin's pretty tight. Do you want to go find one? Let's go find a cow. Yeah, go yeah. Uh, cow tipping, but not actually tipping. <laughs> just grab their necks. Just grab their necks. Yeah. We're just checking. We're just uh, looking at their necks. The skin on the neck is, as you pointed out, very thin. And there's numerous critical veins, arteries, and nerves right below the skin. Subcutaneous needles, I don't know if you know this, they're uh, approximately... 12.5 millimeters, they go smaller than that, but then they range up to about 15.8 millimeters. And that's like, the, they go they go shorter and longer, but those are like that's like the general range that most people yeah. tend to use. It's perfect because subcutaneous tissue in the preferred injection sites, like the thigh, the abdomen, and the upper arm, can range from 5 to 25 millimeters. So if you're injecting with a 14 millimeter needle into a tissue that's between 5 and 25 millimeters, you, there's a really good chance that you're going to get it right in the tissue perfectly. The neck skin is way, way thinner than that. Like, Not very surprised. Like measurements that I found that were measured via ultrasound were like less than less than 5 millimeters for the subcutaneous tissue. No. It's, it's really, really, really tiny. And then if you think about it, there's this muscle right here, like probably the, like the first muscle. Go ahead and touch the side oh, of your neck oh. right here. Yeah, yeah, like right behind where like the the um, that lymph node is, that big big thick muscle that you have there. That's the sternocleidomastoid. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of the larger muscles of the neck, and it connects the sternum and the clavicle to the mastoid process, which is that bony projection right behind the ear, and it helps you like, I think rotate the neck back and forth or the head back and forth. That, that sounds is. right. Yeah, my anatomy professor would be so upset right now that you <laughs> for yeah. not knowing. First of all, the sternocleidomastoid it's a, it's a clunky name but it's, yeah. it sounds cool too i've always liked that name the uh so problem here sternocleidomastoid there are the nerves that are right on the surface of the sternocleidomastoid the auricle occipital transverse cervical and supraclavicular nerves 
all form a plexus at the midpoint superficially to this muscle right below the skin in between the muscle and the skin there's like four major nerves that all like form this nice little network along with the external jugular vein which you just mentioned as well which is right there also pretty close to the surface not only is this location terrible for those reasons but the space itself is is so so limited I was looking at methods for administration of sub-Q for like diabetes patients and diabeteseducator.org recommends for subcutaneous shots like insulin rotating in a pattern. And they've got diagrams that space out 15 injection sites on the abdomen, which I thought was pretty cool. And if you go through them in such a way, the each site gets 24 days to heal before it's used again, hmm. which is enough time for any, any bruising or, or swelling to recede and then by that time after 24 days have passed it's hopefully healed enough again that you can you can inject it again without any issue but if you're looking at the amount of surface area that you've got on the side of your neck how much how much surface area do you think you've got on the side of your neck i don't know i have a fairly large neck well (laughs) so if you've got these 15 injection sites along the abdomen Compare the sides of the neck not really the same 15 injection sites here you've got like maybe eight if they've got to be like an strange. inch apart, you think less than eight? I think so. Like maybe you can six. Hit like either one, trachea or two. spine. You can, yeah, if you go if you go too far forward, you hit trachea. Too far back, you're like right in the the, the vertebrae. Now, see, that's what I was going to ask though. If it's supposed to be like a CNS suppressant and like a nerve suppressant and a mood suppressant, wouldn't that kind of make sense to inject it spinally or thecally? How many people do you think are are trained? well enough to do an intrathecal injection at home. These people are trained at an exact time and an exact day, like five times a day at the exact same time to inject at a specific location in their neck. You really think they can't... But intrathecally, you need special preparations to do intrathecal. It's got to be... Maybe you can like have a partner. I mean, Everyone's got to have a partner. Partner. They have an injection partner. Does your partner have to be like a licensed surgeon? No. A licensed neurosurgeon? No. <laughs> you have to be able to do a spinal tap. Yeah. In order to... In order to be in this survive. movie. And, yeah. Christian Bale got trained in, in doing Spinal Tap surgery, actually, mm, before that, he yeah. did this movie. Yeah. Was Christian Bale in this movie? Yeah. Oh, didn't I mention that? No. Yeah, Equilibrium starring uh, Christian Bale, Tay Diggs. Is it Ty Diggs or I Tay Diggs? I don't even know who that is. Uh, Sean Bean. Okay. And somebody else. No, that's it. You can start a piece, kind of piece together why this movie kind of flopped. I don't see what you're getting at. <laughs> Other than Christian Bale, I have no idea who you just said. Sean Bean? I think I've heard of him, but Ugh. you've heard of him. Who is he? He's Boromir from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've among seen other countless roles. Never seen Lord of the Rings. Okay, Calvin. <laughs> no Harry Potter, nor Lord of the Rings. No, none of that. You act like a movie buff. I just don't like mainstream movies. Ew. I like older movies. That's so fake. Yeah, you're such a little hipster. Anyway, Definitely. so injecting five to six times a day into that tiny little area of real estate, you're going to get such a small fraction of healing time if you're even successfully you're rotating. Healing time. Yeah, you're going to have like days for healing time, and it's, and you're, which is not sufficient. You're going to get really, really constant, painful, bruising, probably infections, not, not to mention the fact that you're, you're guaranteed to hit one of those nerves or, the, or the, some the jugular vein at some point. Unless you're intentionally trying to hit one of those nerves, like say that's why, that's how the drug itself actually has some sort of effect. I don't think you can inject stuff into nerves. Well, maybe not, but I don't know. I don't it, know. It's a fictional drug, so you can, yeah, we got some leeway. To... Definitely. So 
we've discussed a little bit about the practical application of the injectable drug into the neck up to six times a day. Well, it gets less realistic. Let's talk about half-lives. Oh, great. The, yeah, not quite as exciting, a little mm. more boring, but Prozac specifically, which we will make some comparisons to Prozium for, for obvious reasons. Uh, Prozac has a rather lengthy half-life compared to other uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. The half-life for Prozac is two to four days. It's dosed once daily, sometimes sometimes in rare cases twice daily, but it's almost always dosed once daily. Its half-life allows blood concentration to stay at optimal levels longer. For example, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, insulin half-lives, they do vary among the types, which are rapid, short, intermediate, and long-acting insulin. They vary from about four to about 26 hours on the, the longer end of the spectrum. But for the, the rapid-acting, they, they're like cleared from the body pretty pretty quickly. Compare that to the, there'd really be no reason for you to effectively use something like prosium so many times a day if it's going to have they if anywhere near the effect of like typical antidepressants because their half-lives are so much longer like there's right. just so many things wrong with this drug but they just wanted like a, like a like a cool badass way to to take this medication to, mm -hmm. to take this prozac shoot it in your derivative neck. yeah six times a day at the same time they all have to shoot it in their neck and christian bale does it too he's gonna be in the movie he's cool <laughs> <laughs> anyway so the, the effects of the drug itself, prosium is obviously a really, really exaggerated antidepressant. They have no emotion. They're really, really cold, really icy, really calculated. They're like, they're like Neo. They really, really wanted this movie to be The Matrix. There's even like spinning around and shooting people. Really? Yeah. Like in slow-mo too, just like The Matrix, um, dodging bullets. Actually, it's not slow-mo. There's a couple of like, they like jumping around in slow motion, but then they like fight in regular speed. It was... Those early 2000s movies really weren't that good. Like, so many movies tried to be yeah. The Matrix, though. Yeah. Was, was, those were the days. For, like, six years, The Matrix was the thing. Yeah. It still is. It still is a great well, movie. Too bad there's no cool drugs in it, because otherwise we would talk about it. Well, Red Pill and Blue Pill. <gasps> we could do that. <laughs> it's more like a philosophical choice. Oh, maybe. Than a uh, pharmaceutical. <laughs> anyway. So, Prozium, not very realistic. The effects of SSRIs like Prozac are, are nowhere near as profound. People taking the medication certainly still have emotions. They still like to pet puppies. They cry when they get sad. They like listening to music. Not like Christian Bale in this movie who hated all of those things. Hmm. Christian Bale doesn't listen to music anyways. He's just constantly in that state of mind where it's just like... You think this was like a documentary? It was just a documentary yeah. on Christian Bale. What Christian Bale wants life to be. Yeah. This is Christian Bale's utopia. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it was a pretty okay movie. No, it wasn't okay. It was, um, mm -hmm. I don't want to say it was bad, but it wasn't good. Yeah. You don't have to watch it. Maybe it wasn't a good enough drug. If it was a better drug, it might have been a better movie. Maybe. It made for a good, interesting topic, at least. More realistic, at least. Yeah. Injections in the neck. I'm not digging on that. Yeah. Even if you push air into the neck... Like one of those guns that push air, that would still be horrible. Like the jet injector? Yeah, it still yeah. wouldn't be great. Yeah. It'd be it'd be gnarly. Yeah. None of them had any bruising. That was the worst part. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. They all just had like pristine, smooth necks. Of course. Christian Bale and his smooth neck. Yeah. <laughs>